0: This show comes to you from the Art of Change Skills for Life. Visit www.artofchange.com to explore how you might grow your communication and leadership skills through workshops, coaching, and more. Plus, you get to work with me. My guest today works as a culinary consultant, helping companies innovate and create delicious, new, and interesting food. He also co-hosts a podcast with his wife called Mikey and Rin Stay In. It's a super fun, funny look at their fertility journey. He's an egomaniac who wants his own TV show, who doesn't? My guest is Mikey Sheether. I'm Aiden Nepom, and this is The Chains Podcast. Well, welcome to the show, Mikey.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Um, I think uh, I should tell people how we met. Please. Uh, We met, I was doing a consulting gig with a group at Nike that involved a cookie making contest, um, which will probably raise questions for people. I don't really need to go into (laughs) great detail other than you were the culinary judge. Like we had a style judge, a culinary judge, and I, I was just there Um, but you were the culinary judge you were the expert on food
1: I was I got to eat all the cookies and judge them with my supreme abilities for cookie tasting and uh, I can't remember who won but they were very pretty from what I remember there was a lot of swooshes
0: yeah the (laughs) the cookies themselves were (laughs) spectacular Um, in in my book everyone was a winner but that wasn't the Mm. you know there was an actual winner I don't remember who got it either I guarantee you they do
1: we don't live in a participation trophy world anymore. We got to declare winners and losers, especially when it comes to cookies. Yeah, it was, in, in, in a cookie competition, everybody wins.
0: Yeah, because everybody <laughs> took home boxes of amazing macaroons.
1: Sure, it's like, yeah, did you? Oh, right, they were macarons. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If you if you if you did a competition where you end up to getting to eat and get a little bit fatter afterwards, you win. Yeah, That's agreed. Your trophy. Hundred percent.
0: your belly is your trophy
1: yeah you can have as big of a trophy as you want keep growing it
0: (laughs) i love that we've all got our COVID uh, trophies yeah yeah we're all winning (laughs) um so yeah so you are a culinary expert tell me a little bit about that what does it mean to be a culinary consultant
1: Totally. So for the last yeah 10 years or so, I've been working with small, medium and large size companies to help them basically just come up with new innovative ideas for either completely new product lines or like expansions or extensions on what they already do. So I've worked with... Um, I don't even know. I, maybe my NDA still covers it. I don't know. But I've worked with a lot of companies, large companies that do like um, fast food stuff. But I've also worked, mostly what I do is I work with companies that are healthy companies and have um, either they've just gotten a big investment or they've just been bought and I help them kind of stay organic, all natural, and then I help them kind of stay ahead of the curve as far as like food trends. So it's really fun. Evident like at the end of the day I just get paid to eat and like come up with like the biggest Dr. Susie crazy ideas for things. And and it's not my fault if they don't work. <laughs> food?
0: Food trends? Yeah. Like fashion trends, but food?
1: Oh yeah. Totally. I mean, food trends, obviously like, I mean, what are some of like cronuts and, you know, there's all sorts of like oh, yeah. uh, avocado toast and things like that, you know, that, that, uh, that make it to kind of like the mainstream, but a lot of food trends kind of are like quiet, you know, and people don't even realize that they're really happening. So there's like a, you know, obviously plant-based um, paleo keto. Those are kind of the big things that we're focusing a lot on lately. And then just, and then during COVID, I must admit, a lot of companies are coming and they're like, Hey, listen, people are kind of in two camps they're either like I want to get healthier during COVID or I want to feel like warm and comforted by my food so it's like we're making like cheese stuffed you know meatballs on this side of things and then we're making like you know the paleo lose weight drink on this side so
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's true people really are falling into those two camps um, I have a good friend from high school who at the very beginning of this, she was like, it's the end of the world. I'm going full Sarah Connor. And she has
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, she has held to that. She looks amazing. Um, for
1: her. That's yeah, that's impressive. My wife kind of did that. I kind of full went Sarah the, Connor. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going full Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Ooh, that's, me. <laughs> <Don't say> that. <laughs> that's shamey. I'm sorry. I'm going full someone who I'm just going full happy time. So I was like, I, and it depends on the day. I'm like, I'll, one day I'll go for a run and like drink my green drink and like literally lose weight that day. The next day I order two pizzas and drink a beer of 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I fall into that middle camp of like, mm. I'm, t- I'm trying to do both. Why isn't either one sticking?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do pull at each other.
0: They do. They do. Their life is a balance.
1: Sibling rivalry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're not allowed to tell us who your clients are because of NDAs. That makes sense. Um, I don't
1: know sometimes I can I guess I've yeah I've done work with a lot of cool companies that you would totally know and then a lot of fun like kind of emerging companies which is yeah which is mm -hmm. that's my favorite category is like young companies that are just getting started and everybody's pumped about everything so love that
0: that's awesome can you tell us what was one innovative food idea that you came up with that did not make it to mainstream
1: oh gosh good question I mean, there's so many. It's I, to, to tell you the truth, a lot of the things that I kind of am like that I love the most are like, that didn't actually end up making it. Because food-wise, you can kind of like, they can find a way to make most foods happen, right? Mm-hmm. But packaging is where it, I think a lot of the really cool innovation happens, but oftentimes gets caught up in cost and things like that. So I'm trying to think, there was, there was a food delivery um, fix that we were going for that was basically like a it was like a new age pizza box. And the idea of it was that the pizza wouldn't be soggy by the time it got to you. And it was kind of, you know, it was radiating the heat inside. And then there was basically like a little kind of a trap door on one side instead of opening the lid and then closing the lid. There was like oh. a, sli- a slice door that you would kind of grab the the pizza out of
0: like a, um, like a little portable like pizza a, oven.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so that one didn't, then I think it was just totally cost inefficient. This is the thing that I've been the most interested in about COVID is like, what are going to be, because everybody's getting food delivered, what are going to be the like crazy innovations around food delivery and, you know, and keeping food fresh and all those things. And I haven't quite, I haven't seen as many cool innovations as I want to, but I'm, I'm hard at work in that, in that world. So. Right on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Make it happen. Cause yeah, we, we order the takeout. And so far uh, the biggest innovations that I've seen and I'm gonna say innovation is a loose label sure. is putting a taco salad in a in a styrofoam container that doesn't fit. So oh, it that's... can't get soggy because it's open,
1: basically. <laughs> I like that. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're just like just it goes in here now. What? Yeah.
1: It's on this little pedestal, not being protected at all, but it'll be Yeah, great. they're
0: kinda of like
1: cut a hole
0: a little bit out of the or the taco shell cut a hole through the roof maybe because it's like on there perfect but you can't yeah it's these not. are my
1: favorite things like on reddit is like the someone who like duct taped a, a, a like a home air conditioner into the back window of their car or things like that like <laughs> yeah. we're gonna make it work <laughs> i love people's determination it's that's the american
0: world. way that's the american way
1: I'm, there's eagles so. flying over me right now as I'm saluting the flag. <laughs> yeah! That was tape. my eagle impression. <laughs> That's <was> pretty good. <laughs> I like uh, animal impressions. Can we do the that for the rest of the show?
0: We could. We totally. Yeah, we can. Okay. So we'll just scrap the plans to tell a story and talk we about can, change and.
1: <laughs> we can tell the story through the language of the animal kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. What do I
0: have?
1: My <laughs> <Can I> seal. <laughs> I'm
0: leaving this in. Uh, in in food-related news, I wanted to tell you, I bought a coffee grinder, and it has changed oh. my coffee experience.
1: Can I tell you a fun coffee story? Uh, yeah. This is my first year of my 40 years on this planet that I've drank coffee. What? Yeah, I started drinking coffee January 1st. <laughs>
0: What? Why? Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I was failing at life before that. I, I, I had had <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no. It's totally fine to not drink coffee. I'm stunned by the like. It's January first. My new resolution is I'm going to start a habit other people quit.
1: Right. <laughs> and I didn't quit any of my other habits, so I just added a habit <laughs> to my artillery. Nice. Yeah, it was. I mean, I had had so I'd had probably three cups of coffee in my life before this, and. Like one of them was like a like a bottled Starbucks frappuccino, which is oh, like bleh. sugar. So sugary. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious, but not really coffee. The other one was like a Cuban coffee, uh, like a cafe au Cuban style. Whoa, Whoa. Which I was like knock stressed you your, out. Yeah. Yeah. My like elbows were sweating. Like I was I was having moments. <laughs> Heart palpitations, <laughs> like I'm gonna die. And then, you know, and I don't even, the other one was probably like drip coffee at like a conference or something. So I was just like unimpressed, but my wife, I make her coffee every morning and I love the smell of it and the process, but it's, it has changed my life. I love it.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. That <laughs> yeah. is a fun story.
1: Now I, I drink more it's... coffee than she does so
0: well, so, all right. So we're already in the realm of change now because you changed sure. something in your life January 1st by starting <laughs> a, a coffee habit, which other people frequently <laughs> quit at, specifically mm-hmm. at your age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm deciding
1: to just shorten my life. I just I started um, eating a pound of bacon a day too. So,
0: so much bacon. Um, oh, yes. ha. How do you, generally speaking, how do you feel about change? Like when you, people talk about making life changes or career changes or house changes or change, change, change. um, What does that bring up for you? Is it something that you get excited about? Something you get weirded out or worried about?
1: I, no, I'm, I am very much someone who I love change. I love, um, I get very itchy in all situations. Like housing like where I'm living I've moved a lot like I've lived all over the country um I would have lived all over the world if it wasn't for COVID I was like trying to get my wife to move out of the country um but oh you were aware well I don't know I don't know if that was serious either but like I I was just kind of like let's just this is the time let's go do it I mean there's there's part of me even though I I don't know if people will necessarily be able to see me, but I am a pink see-through Irishman. Um, But I want to go live on the beach. Like I want to go live in like the Caribbean and just open like a tiny little bar on the beach and just like do it. Um, Sounds wonderful. Oh, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. Especially now. Yeah, now um, in
0: particular, as the rainy season (laughs) sets in in Oregon.
1: Totally. (laughs) But yeah, so I've definitely, I have kind of like a three-year itch point where like after about three years in the career or um, living in this given place um, or in a relationship, I oftentimes end up wanting to pivot because I just want to like, I I do feel like this is, we get one go around and I want to do it all. And so, yeah, this is the longest I've lived somewhere is that we've been in Portland for over a little over five years now. And then my wife and I've been together for now, I uh, 10 years ish. And we just had our eighth anniversary, but um, thank you. Eight is great. So I do, I love change. I am terrified of stagnation.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I hear. Yeah. So from people who really get excited about change or get itchy, so to speak, I hear that same thing. It's like a fear of stagnation, a mm-hmm. fear of getting into a rut of some yeah. kind. Yeah. Um, how, so in eight years of marriage, 10, mm. ten years together? Yeah um how have you gotten past that three-year itch that you get
1: I don't really know I mean like we talk about it a fair amount because like my wife had relatively tumultuous relationships before ours um I had very like placid relationships I had very like they were fun and they were passionate and they were great and we really loved each other and all those things but it just kind of had like a you know kind of a, a date where it was like all right I think we're I think we're done And, Mm -hmm. um, but with my wife, that point just never came up. It was like, we still are super interested in each other. And, um, she's actually someone who I like, we hung out in college and we lost touch for 10 years. And then she was living on the East coast. I was in in Colorado and we caught, got reconnected through Facebook and like did the long distance thing. So like, not only have we been together for 10 years, but she was like the one who got away from college. So I kind of feel like I don't know. I just I whatever it is about her, we she has this kind of magnetism and I feel like I learned something new about her all the time and we we also just have a good way of like we're able we live very separate lives even though we're together. Like we each have things that we're interested in apart from one another. Um we travel separately sometimes and, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we're just homies. It works.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's super awesome. I yeah, I I wonder, you know, I this is going to sound dumb, but I love or that. not how many times have you rearranged the furniture in your 5 mm.
1: years good question in in our house i mean yeah. all the time i feel like it's in constantly in flux like literally right now we have We just got a new couch that we're putting in. And so every, and you know how it is when you like change one thing in a room, you have to change everything.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So we're just doing all, we're just rearranging all the things. So yeah, I think it's, I I don't think there is a, um, an amount of times. I think it's just, it's a constant state.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of those people who loves to rearrange the furniture in the room. I just love it. And my husband really has this like, well, we did it. This is how the room looks good job us
1: and scene yeah yeah and
0: then i'll try and move something he's like what whoa what are you why why are you putting that over there that's not where that goes you know (laughs) totally
1: (laughs) (laughs) i get and i get both sides of it completely like especially from the like walking around going to the bathroom in the middle of the night idea like i kind of have a map of my house in my head and so if i need to walk through and there's like suddenly a coffee table there i'm probably going to get a brain injury (laughs)
0: so so, um all right well so cool so you're you're pretty interested in change you do things on purpose Mm, um how do you cope with changes that you are not the instigator of or do you never have time for that because you're already in the middle of change so you don't notice when things show up
1: right i mean it's into i'm gonna i'm gonna like go back one sentence you said you are a fan of change you do things with purpose that I don't think is necessarily true. Oh. <laughs> I do things like I'm very whimsical in the way that I decide to change. Um, and I think, and you know, I think that it's something in the past couple of years that I've definitely have noticed uh, more frustration in because like, I love starting to plow all the roads. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Ooh, I want to go down that hiking trail for a little while. I want to try this. And, th- and especially in a world right now where I feel like everyone is going through change. That's totally out of their control. And some, so it's, it's interesting when you ask that question, because I think I have been the author of my own story for 38 years of my life, let's say. And then the last two years, both kind of in my personal life, my career, and then also obviously the world, there's been a lot of things thrown at me that I haven't chosen. Mm -hmm. And it's been, it's been interesting. It's, I've, I've had to, I mean, I've adopted a meditation practice. Like it's, it's been a bit of a blow to my kind of like creative change um part of my personality because it's like oh wait when it happens and it's not under my control Mm -hmm. and there's no like definitive end to it it's Mm -hmm. it's disrupting it's alarming for sure Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm definitely used to like I've got my my fun boat that's made out of unicorns and, you know, confetti and, <laughs> and cotton candy that I'm piloting. And it's so right, it's super yeah. fun and imaginative, but ultimately I'm the one driving it. And so when someone else takes the wheel, it's uncomfortable for sure.
0: Well, so I would love it. Uh, Mikey, would you tell us a, a story from your life um, fork in the road moment, a moment mm. where where things changed for you or where you, or you changed things. Would you tell us a story, please?
1: Sure. So I sorted through a lot of different stories that I was going to tell. And I thought of kind of a lot of these, you know, stories, things that have happened in in my adult life, but I don't know. I think that your formational moments happen when you're a kiddo and definitely for me. So, um, I grew up in a family, like my parents were extremely supportive, anything that I wanted to pursue, anything I wanted to try out, they were totally into it. And that was great because I got to do all the things and I was a creative kid. I was an artsy kid. Um, and I had kind of, I think maybe like an entrepreneurial spirit, but I, um, I just loved, I was, I'm an ideas person. That's why I do what I do now. Right. So, the, the pivotal moment of my life And this is a story that like it, There's a shorthand for it in my family And it's the Rad Cafe So <laughs> The Rad Cafe we My parents had a little um, House in Breckenridge, Colorado A little ski house that we used to drive to when I was a kid And I would always Set up like a little, a little bed in the back seat So I'd have like my little quilt and my pillow And I could tuck in And um, my little sister was there too But I think I'd probably smash her with my feet or something And, uh, but my, but my parents, we would always play these games. Like what if games, like what if we arrive at the house in Breckenridge and there's people living there, like what would we do? And it was so fun. But one day my mom and I had this conversation for the entirety of the two hour ride. And it was all about creating this thing called the Rad Cafe. And the idea of this was, I was probably, I don't know, I want to say seven or eight at the time. And this was a hamburger joint with a skate park in the back uh, in the back of it and like maybe a hotel and there was like a concert venue. It was like everything that like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles eight-year-old kid wanted in the world was this, you could go get a milkshake and you could shred on your skateboard and hang out with your cool friends. And And I was like, this is the most amazing thing in the world. And after like an hour and 52 minutes, I was like, all right, mom, when are we starting this? we had it all designed out we had like drawn on like a yellow legal pad like the kind of branding and and the way that it would look and she was like oh Mikey well we're not gonna we're not gonna start the Rad Cafe like this was just like a fun thing to talk about and in that moment (laughs) I was destroyed (laughs) and I think that I I, like my brain broke a little bit in two ways. So one was I'm never trusting my mom again. And no. I still don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my mom and I are best friends and we talk like every day. Uh, no, but I, I think I went to this place where I was like, one, um, sometimes it's just, you can build things in your mind. And that's the, the greatest thing ever. It's like, what a fun thing to do with people. What a fun thing to explore. And uh, and then the other thing was making things like that happen, like starting the Rad Cafe, tech is actually very difficult. And I'm not very, I'm not super interested in that part of it. <laughs> but having this kind of free-floating thing in my head of like, ooh, we can dream all the dreams, we can think all the things. So basically, almost everything that I did after that in my education and then my career have been like, what's the way that I can find towards play time like what are the things that i can do that are like hey let's jump in the sandbox let's bring in all the toys we want and there's no boundaries let's just think of all the craziest things so it's one of the reasons that i love to play imagination games with my friends kiddos it's uh it's w- why my dream world is the most wild i have the most wild dreams of anybody that i know and i write them down and they're like my wife's like i can't believe that that happens inside of your head every night it's super weird and then why ultimately I do what I do now, which is like I, I go to these big companies and I say, you should make this thing that's totally unrealistic, but wild and people will love it. And they go, okay, we love that. We're going to do 60% of it. <laughs> <laughs> so the Rad Cafe is the, was, the, like I think, the biggest pivoting moment in my life. And coming to you in 2021, the Rad Cafe is opening in Portland. And <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we should do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You're a up now. You could.
1: I know. I'm kind of thinking about it. I've actually, I I do go on, I have like a saved search on like a commercial real estate website that shows me all the like cool little strip motels Uh that are on the market. Cause I would like, that's what I want it to be is like a, you know, motor lodge that then has all the skateboarding and stuff in the back. (laughs)
0: i love it thank you for sharing that story i can totally picture like eight-year-old mikey being like oh and it's got a skate park in the back like that's awesome
1: (laughs) you go get your skateboard fixed and get a hamburger at the same time sweet yeah it was awesome (laughs) (laughs) then just crash there when you're tired totally man all your friends can sleep over be so cool i know i wish (laughs) the the paper my mom is one of those people that absolutely saves everything so the like the original design of the plans has to be somewhere, but we haven't found it yet.
0: Oh boy! Oh, if you ever do, please send me a a little JPEG. I would love to see.
1: Totally, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, I couldn't remember the word for photo just now, so I you said, said JPEG. JPEG.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna call you out on that, but I was like, maybe that's just how she rolls. I was like, what? Well, I, I don't not- know. I might send you a uh, a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> cool. it's a
0: digital world everything changes
1: yeah. um i might send it to you on a compact disc
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes please put it on a thumb drive and then put it in the mail Perfect. um that's <laughs> that's such a delightful <laughs> image i love that
1: well i just and i love i mean it's one of those things like i grew up watching pb's playhouse right so it's like mm-hmm. you know i love the idea of so my wife and i just bought a, a camper van that we're building out and it's basically like people are like why you know what are the reasons for getting it i'm like you know the main reason is it's an adult fort like i get to build my fort and drive it around and take it wherever i want like it's the same reason that i love all-inclusive resorts like people like shit on it and they're like oh that's so pedestrian or whatever i'm like no wait you get to go and everything's provided for you like Mm -hmm. you get to just walk around like like a baby like you can walk around like drunk in a bathing suit and be like "Ah, i want sausages and they've got sausages just like on a mantle and it's so fun i'm like if you could just merge i want to like this is my i'm i'm putting it out there right now investors come on if i would love to build like an all-inclusive resort that's like peewee's playhouse meets like i want to have like adult ball pits This is all not COVID friendly, but I want to have like adult ball pits, slides that come from each room. I want it to be like shoots and ladders meets Pee Wee's Playhouse meets the Rad Cafe and the Adobe Inn all in one. I just think it's like there's not enough. We're not having enough fun as a world.
0: Yeah, man, the world needs more fun for sure. Yeah. Uh big time. I love this dream. I also can't help but notice that there's a real like childlike wonder in <laughs> this dream. Like it's a lot about being a child as a grown-up, like Yeah. This childlike glee and that like just having your needs met is such a like exciting idea um right? that children it's a luxury children not all children like i, I want to acknowledge that like there are children in the world who are not having their needs oh, met gosh of course um yeah. but i do associate that sense because that's how we treat our kiddo and mm-hmm. um how i was treated as a kiddo like that's my sense of childhood it's like i'm hungry can i have a snack Yes. Here's <laughs> yes what. Here
1: is your <laughs> snack.
0: What were you dreaming of? I wanted an apple. You know, because as a kid, I had oh, really yeah. simple <laughs> cravings. Like,
1: <laughs> I was like, you were craving apples as a kid? What kind of narc were you?
0: Um, no, yeah, <laughs> apples.
1: But there is like, there is definitely like a, a through line in my life that is for better or for worse. Like, I always want to find the whimsy. I always want to find, mm-hmm. you know, what is the way that you can get to kind of the most like, I don't know, happy, fun, imaginative version of things, and I and I will say when I see people that like have a job that I, that is like kind of soul crushing or or you know just or difficult, and they got to do a lot of adult things, I was just like kind of feel for them because I'm like, man, I knew you when you were six, and like, yeah, you were super fun, you know, and I just I think we can all find our ways our way back there, and I think it's a it could be a really good even if you do it like five percent, be a really good healing thing for our world, I think.
0: Yeah, I would love to see the world be 5% more joyful. I mean, I would love to see the world be 100% more <laughs> joyful, but you know, 5% might be more realistic right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's and I love I have some friends that are in the uh that are actors and that are in the performance space that are doing some really fun projects right now like um like interrupting zoom calls for businesses and doing like play with adults, like helping oh, them like great. take their 15 minute break and make it like kind of a, you know, a functional play time. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, and it's working like people, even like straight laced people are like, I don't know. I need this right now. It's like, I'm not able to do this in my life. So. Yeah.
0: Know. Yeah. I've, I've been doing a few of those actually. Mm, um, like what? Uh, well, well, we'll call them, we call them 15 minute joy sessions Um, Yeah. And so we'll show up as a, typically like a a kickoff for a meeting. It's a great way to do a 15 minute joy session, but it's like the the whole, the sole purpose is to just have people connect as human beings. So just be human for a second. Um, Awesome. You know, I, yeah, a lot of. a lot of what's missing for people um, as we're in these distanced places is like that feeling of human connection. It's mm-hmm. one of the luxuries that I have as the host of this show is I get to connect with all kinds of people. And, you know, my trick is like, I'll hide my self view um, when I'm having one-on-one conversations. And then it just feels like a lot more like I'm having a one-on-one hang with somebody. Yeah um because I do think that like ha- just looking at myself and then talking to somebody else <laughs> is a very like surreal experience so sure you know that's not how it normally works like if we were out to lunch or going for a walk or whatever I would only see you I don't normally as my friends don't uh five-year-old with you yeah, as my one my friend's five year old once had a total meltdown about he, I can't see my own eyebrows normally. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like <laughs> just like doing like, just crying and looking up, just crying and she was like, What's oh, going on? Great. He goes He goes, like Oh, it's not fair. <laughs> you can see my eyebrows. I can see your eyebrows. <laughs> she goes, Are you crying because you can't see your own eyebrows? He was like <laughs> 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 And that's how it's supposed to be by design that's most. fantastic.
1: Likely, yeah. I, that's <laughs> my favorite thing I've heard in a long time. I love the idea of that of that freak out. I mean it's why I do carry an 18th century hand mirror around with me everywhere. So,
0: <laughs> so that, that even you can when see I'm your with eyebrows. other people.
1: I can just look at my eyebrows. They're, my <laughs> eyebrows are very faint. You should tell your friend's kid that uh, that um, I don't really have eyebrows, so I, I can't see them even when I look in the mirror. So It's a bummer, <laughs> kid. Life's hard.
0: Well, you know, I Zoom's just, pretty forgiving. We just saw your eyebrows. You do, you in sure fact, did. have eyebrows. So
1: Yeah, I know. That's true. Yeah, they're just blonde, very blonde.
0: <laughs> I thought it really showed what a sensitive, um, observant, person this kid is going to be yeah, because sure. he's already having that sort of deep reflection on what is self
1: yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a question for the ages kid
0: right yeah, like he's imprisoned in his own behind his own eyes and what his eyes are able to show him in this world mm. and his own view of his eyebrows is missing
1: yeah <laughs> it's very interesting the thing that you brought up about on zoom calls where you'll where you will take away the self view yeah um because and i've i've been on a couple zoom calls lately where i've like asked you know people that i know or whatever i've asked them where are you on your screen because i like to i like to see how much people are looking at themselves and it's there's something really toxic about like staring because i mean even the Mm -hmm. even the least vain person is like oh man i look a little like whatever or like oh my backdrop's not perfect and Taking like the Zoom interaction, which is already like the lowest form of human communication, I'm <laughs> glad we have it because it's like bringing our world grateful. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: but it is like it's not the way that we need to be interacting and not the way I like to interact, obviously. Yeah. But, um, but taking it and then also having it be like a moment for you to judge yourself is just let's not do that, folks. Turn off this yeah. interview.
0: I've had several clients complain to me that they that having to move to online meetings has really t- uh, turned the volume up on their inner anxieties because, mm, um, yeah. because they're seeing themselves and it's like it's making them feel super uncomfortable. And when I suggest that they just hide self-view, I'm like, mm. just do this one thing, it will change your experience. Um, the instant reaction is typically, oh, I, I don't want to do that because what if I'm doing something and I can't see that I'm doing it and I'm like oh but that's like your normal conversations right you know normally (laughs) when you're having conversations you could be doing something that's like that whole thing where you like you have something stuck in your teeth and you rely on somebody else to tell you like that's how we normally interact with the world around us so um you know either be really excited that you get to see what you look like all the time or yeah. hide it because it's yeah. okay for you to not see it. And the people who have been having those anxiety feelings around being on Zoom calls, uh, there's it's this weird um adjustment that has to be made like in that first 30 seconds when you hide the self-view.
1: Yeah, I'm doing it's it right like, now.
0: Like it's like your training wheels are out from under you, but then within a yeah. within a very short time you're like, Oh, this feels more familiar than I thought. And that's that I I really feel like it's these tiny changes, these like remembering that we're in conversation with another human. We're not in conversation with ourselves. Mm, um, I love that. Is really helpful for remembering like, Oh, human interaction. This is what it's all about. Collaborating right. should have outcomes. That's why we're doing it. If we're, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yeah. uh, we're not doing it because it's the cool thing to do. We're supposed to get better <laughs>
1: results so
0: you know what do we need to do to be in service of that
1: Mm -hmm. it's interesting because i am feeling i i I just turned myself you off and um it's upsetting it's like in the in the the sense of like i feel like untethered a little bit but like i'm kind of coming to i'm like oh yeah right of course this is better because i'm not like constantly there's that low level of self judgment that's just happening at all moments and you're like you're good if we were sitting in a bar or a coffee shop across from each other right mm-hmm. now, you wouldn't be able to know that there's a fly on your head, Mike Pence. <laughs> to, you know, oh, know that Your face is shiny. Oh. <laughs> Not that we need to get political on this podcast. Sorry.
0: I feel <laughs> like, you know, what would have happened if Mike Pence had a realization that he couldn't see his own eyebrows? Like, how would his life be different? Oh, man. We all could use an, a little bit of eyebrow reflection. Definitely most definitely. Experience. Anyway, we love, don't need to talk the about the brow brows that you're anymore. In. Love, love the that you're in. Um so I'm curious if you had never had that conversation with your mm. mom about the rad cafe.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you think that you would have developed an interest in food anyway?
1: I mean, yes, I think I would have developed, whether it had been food or not, I think it's like, I, I've always been someone who wants to play an imagination world. I've always been my, my childhood, my, I'm literally, I'm sitting here in front of my wife and I have pictures of us as children singing that we made for our wedding. And like, I'm singing like an opera person, like hand on my diaphragm and singing and like i was the kid who was like performative and wanted to dive into imagination world at all moments so whether it was the rad cafe conversation or it was something else i probably would have always ended up in something creative and wanting to like explore with people um but um i don't know yeah it's but i think that i, mean, I keep going back to that story in that moment because i do feel like it was like pivotal in in so many of my kind of decisions that I made afterwards, especially when I when it came to like ideation and coming up and talking about the way that things could be or whatever. And like knowing that on some level, they don't need to always happen. Like they could mm-hmm. just be something that you put out into ether, into the ether, and that makes the world better just by thinking it.
0: Well, I love the idea that um, just by allowing yourself to dream bigger than where you are right now, mm-hmm. Yeah. you might make the world a little bit better just for having poured some good ideas into it uh, or some bad ideas, you know, like make sure. some room in the world for some bad ideas. To, yeah. If they're not all coming to fruition anyway, let's get some crazy ideas, some fun ideas, some silly oh, yeah. ideas, some terrific ideas, and some horrible ideas. Pour this them is, all out there.
1: This is one of the reasons not to sidetrack, but why Halloween is one of my favorite is, is my favorite holiday by far, because I love seeing the ugly, fantastic weird creepy bloody thats funny things that people do to their houses i think it's and especially in portland like people really go all out and i just love the idea of expressing your kind of inner weird on your outside and especially the outside of your house i think it's so fun
0: (laughs) well as we bring this delightful conversation to a close is there anything you want to leave people knowing or thinking about like
1: an aphorism
0: yeah what yeah what do you want people to take away from this conversation
1: I mean I hope that I I, at the end of the day at the end of my life I would hope that I can kind of like hope that the the message that I've like portrayed to people is just like it's just not that serious (laughs) like just have fun with it you know like and even if things are the worst and like you know all of you know there can be your life can kind of be in shambles and like the world can be in shambles and everything can be on fire and I think there's a a, we can all tend towards cynicism but I think there's there's always happiness in connection there's always Mm -hmm. happiness in in digging into your dreams and just kind of like laughing at the world (laughs) so just like I don't know Take it easy on yourself.
0: Mikey, is there anything you want people to know about uh, in terms of projects that you're working on? Obviously, we'll have a link to your podcast in the show notes. Is there anything else you want me to throw in those links?
1: yeah so com is the link to our podcast it's available uh where all podcasts are available and we talk a lot about fertility and kind of our story but we also interview really cool people that are in that world and um it's basically just like also a time for my wife and I to tell dick and fart jokes to each other so it's it's very fun um <laughs> and then it, so and then you know the
0: cornerstone uh, of any successful marriage I am convinced are fart
1: jokes. I swear. Like you asked me why my wife and I are still good after all this time. It's because we laugh at the dumbest stuff in the world. And it's wonderful. Um, So in that same kind of fertility world, I've also started doing men's fertility coaching, which is something that kind of doesn't exist in the world, or it didn't exist in my world when we were going through fertility stuff. So it's mensfertilitycoach.com. And I work Hmm. with men to kind of have their back and help them make big decisions and, um, and especially to help them preserve their relationship because uh, during fertility, there's a lot of relationships that don't do well. And that makes me really sad. So I want to help people out. Um, I'm also and then MikeSheether.com is my food consulting and kind of all the other things I do websites, you can check me out there.
0: Very cool. Thank you so much for your time, for your stories, for the laughter. I had so much fun having this conversation.
1: Yeah, me too. I loved it. This is, we should do it every week. (laughs) And just, you don't have to put it out, but let's just do it every week. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you, Mikey. Thank you. What's your rad cafe? What's your silly, interesting, weird, funny idea that would make the world just a tad more awesome? More importantly, how can you make our shared reality just 5% better? You don't have to take things from zero to 100. Just 5% would make a huge difference. So maybe if you can't open your version of the rad cafe, you can take what that idea represents and bring that to life in new and interesting ways to make our world a better place. If you're interested in checking out Mikey's podcast, I'll have links to Mikey and Rin Stay In and more in the show notes for this episode available at thechangedpodcast.com. Remember to click subscribe and please leave us a detailed review. If you enjoyed the conversation, share it with a friend. Thank you for listening to The Change Podcast. I'm Aiden Nepom, and I wish you the kind of experiences in life you're excited to tell stories about. Oh, 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 oh,